0: My name is Gunner, and I play in a local Austin band called The Big Gun Show. And I created this podcast to sit down with other songwriters, musicians, artists, and lovers of music to talk about their top five records that have inspired their lives and musical prowess. Well, darn! Anyone had enough of this COVID pandemic crap? Well, I know I have, and I need me some live music, and I mean pronto. So, if someone, please reach up to the man, reach out to the man that's upstairs, and tell him that we done had enough of this crazy stuff. We're ready to get back out there. I can't wait. I can't wait for things to open up because I miss playing out. I think every musician loves playing out, having a rocking time with everybody, having a good time, fun stuff. And once we're playing out again, you can catch us, The Big Gun Show, at our monthly happy hour residency from 6 to 8 on the first Friday of every month at the Little Longhorn Saloon, a.k.a. Jenny's. Hey, guess what? My band, The Big Gun Show. Uh, we just got out of the studio We were in there over Labor Day weekend And we recorded our new album called Honky Rock, Side A We're gonna press it on vinyl, Side A Honky Tonk, Flip It Over, Full On Rock and Roll We have a final mix down to go If anyone wants to listen, give feedback, reach out to me um, Today I'm talking to Wayne Sutton I used to go see him rock it something like twice a week When he was playing with Little Sister back in the day at the Black Cat Free hot dogs $1 Paps Blue Ribbon Beers, Tall Boys. They changed their name to Sister Seven. Daryl Phillips joined the band and they just kept rocking. Uh, I told him a story when I saw Daryl in Wichita's Barleycorn. Barleycorn uh, Barley is a cool bar, kind of like uh, runs by the Continental Club, but in Wichita. Uh, funny story. And we talked about his new record called The Blue Worm. He told me how a Blue Worm is a Filipino knife fighting move and he learned that when he was in Marfa. Uh, Anyway, he said that all the records he picked are driving records, and he laughed as he said how blown away he was, how Joni Mitchell wrote all of her songs on *Hajira*, whacked out on Blow. Now, no pun intended? Maybe. Let's get to the conversation, but first, close your eyes. You're stranded in a 10-acre desert field outside of Marfa. What records do you have? Ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Sutton is my victim for tonight. Victim. <laughs> That's right. Wayne Sutton is. Uh, I consider you a legend here in Austin. I've been seeing you play since what, I, 90, 91, 92 Down the yeah, cat. yeah, yeah. Probably ninety two. Free hot dogs, one dollar. Yes. yes. Tallboy Pabst Blue Ribbon beers.
1: The good times.
0: That's right. Um, yeah, I've been seeing you play quite a bit. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about your records tonight. Um, awesome. So I'm going to list them out right here for everybody <coughs> so that they know. Um, Wayne has picked Joni Mitchell's not H- Hira. Is that how you say it? Hajira. Hajira. What's a tricky one. Hajira. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. Uh, yes. I, do. I looked it up again today. How, how, <laughs> say it. how to
1: say it? A few uh, different ways my whole life. And I was like, I'm going to just look up what they say is proper. Uh,
0: Jeff Buckley Grace killer album, um, slime, the family stone, fresh Bob Dylan, blood on the tracks, James McMurtry, St. Mary of the woods. Now I want to tell you something. All right. Uh, your choices basically made blood on the tracks tied for the most liked album of all. The oh, good. On the podcast.
1: Good. And what was up there with it?
0: Um, the other, the only other ones that's up there. Um, I always like to say this to the bill. Um, is redheaded stranger by willie nelson oh yeah
1: that could have that could have like i said it's hard to pick five
0: yeah i i know i mean because you
1: make five you could do like another five
0: yeah i know i was 30 minutes later yeah no lats waltz grace potter nocturnals key life um maxis bold is love and the white album all had two okay Um, everybody else had one Uh, but there's a ton of albums that are out there and this is the beauty of doing this podcast is that I get turned on to all this new music. Um, I will say though, however, that the Beatles have topped everybody um, for the amount of choices.
1: Ah, They they were nowhere close to my list. Yep. I don't think they were on my fourth list. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Woo. all right uh, okay so you've got these uh, these five albums which yeah. and I, i'm thrilled to talk to you about them tonight but where are you gonna take them
1: well you asked me that i think i just recorded a record in Trilingo, trollinga with my friend bill palmer
0: i've, I've heard he's, about this and i want to talk about it more tonight
1: it's pretty amazing he's got like 10 acres of land outside of town nice nothing around it and after we recorded every day we would go out there and just sit there in our chairs for about four hours, listening to music. And it was probably what, the best music listening experience. Yeah, it was incredible. So I kind of think anything I want to listen to. And we listened to most of this at some point.
0: And so where were you taking them? You didn't tell me that.
1: Uh, outside of Chulingua.
0: Okay. There you go. All right, cool. Well, I like it. That's a great, that's a great place. I'll uh, take them I've there. never spent much time out there and I need to. I've got a friend that's got a house out there and I, I just haven't gone out there. It's hot. Let's let's dive in. Let's dive into this. Um, Okay, so let's talk about these. Let's start with Joni Mitchell. Um, Joni Mitchell has been chosen twice. Um, I'll let you take a guess at who else picked Joni Mitchell.
1: Uh, I will guess Patrice Park. Ding, 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 ding.
0: <laughs> That's
1: an easy guess because I listen, I, I listen to her podcast.
0: Yeah. Okay. You did. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah she she did. I, I believe she said that you turned her on to or made her understand Johnny Mitchell.
1: No, she didn't mean. <clears throat> okay. Took a lot of work. So when I was in Dallas, so I lived in Austin and had a band playing at the Black Hat in the late 80s. And then I moved back to Dallas. And as I was starting to play with more people around Dallas, like everyone I met was listening to Joni Mitchell. So I had a roommate that listened to this Joni Mitchell stuff all the time in our house. And then I met Patrice and she was really into it. And I just, I never got it.
0: Neither, neither I was, did I. Was, I, I was still like, don't get
1: it yet. I was like, it's too many words. I don't get it. You know, I thought it was kind of vibey. And then she played the album for the roses for me. And I really got that one. Like that one really sank in with me, and then I kind of graduated to the the big stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm. I, I You know, I I say that I I don't get it yet. You know, I'm I'm always open for for understanding new new music, but um, I I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. I really am.
1: That's a lot. Everyone doesn't get it.
0: But okay. Like- so what I do know about this album, you know, I, I listen to it, of course. Um, I have to. Uh, I know it's her eighth studio album. It was released in 1976. Um, I know that it was largely written in a car ride driving across the United States. Yeah. I know that um, clearly, like all her other albums, it's lyrically dense, and uh, which is what she just kind of joked about. But um, and Jaco H- Pastore or Jaco, yeah, Jaco Pastorius was playing bass on his fretless bass. Yes um this
1: this was the first record that he played with her
0: okay so i love
1: it means like exodus or immigration it's originally from Muhammad, something from the muslim but so it just but the whole road is the whole uh album like the lyrics are all kind of about being on the road right she wrote them while she was traveling it's all about traveling Mm -hmm. and being by yourself and kind of
0: yeah and i, I looked out. into it the title the title means basically to her it means rupture but in her words it was uh it was running away with honor was what she was kind yeah, of thinking
1: that's, about that's, it. What, that's what i saw that's pretty awesome
0: yeah so uh and then the, the whole coyote on the on that album that's uh that's a classic song i mean it was played on last waltz she played that there right. with the band and um i think at least what I've read is that um, it's about Sam Shepard. It could yeah, be about right. Sam Shepard. That's, that's what she I've read. Little, she had a little fling with him at some point. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah That's the what talk- I read
1: about that one. And if you, I don't know if you saw the Rolling Thunder.
0: Uh, I did. If that but, was the
1: movie, the, the latest one, the Bob Dylan. Yeah. It was the Rolling Thunder tour. I don't know if that's what the name of the movie was. Yeah, but there's yeah. a great scene where she's playing Coyote, with
0: mm-hmm. Bob
1: Dylan, and the band. And they're all like coked out of their minds like <laughs> They' like, oh, uh,
0: apparently uh, she, apparently, you know,
1: yeah, uh, I think at this well, time, everybody was
0: yeah, apparently though, it was written in seventy five seventy six and that's when she picked up a very yes, nice yes, cocaine yes. habit. Yes,
1: so, I read her biography, uh, and she was talking about that, and i was really I was really blown away that she wrote all these songs,
0: right, okay, cool
1: on on coke uh, <laughs> that's, 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 It's not at all what I would have thought
0: at all. Um, that's funny. I like that. Um, yeah. So, okay. And then, uh, tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit why, what, what songs really, um, and uh, tell me why you picked this album. Is it because you just love Johnny Mitchell now or because
1: this is, this is my favorite album ever, ever like this. Yes. If I, if I was trying to figure out my top five, this is number one on whatever list I make. Wow. So I probably listened to this record. I don't know. A couple thousand times. It's, it's my, first choice driving record. These are all like big driving records for me. Okay. That's my favorite way to listen to music. Um, It's just, uh, you know, Joni, she doesn't sound like anyone else and there will never be anyone else that will be able to do it. Yeah. If anyone that tries to sound like her, they sound like a ripoff and there's kind of the, the early Joni Mitchell. That's kind of the campfire sounding hippie girl that a lot of people relate to and mm-hmm. i never really got that part of it like i didn't like that so okay. even like her early records i can hear they still have great lyrics and they're still great but but i feel like with a gyro she was like starting to invent the kind of music
0: okay like it like doesn't it. sound
1: like it doesn't sound like anything else and there's nothing else that will ever like it's all her open guitar tunings
0: Okay. You know,
1: so, I, so if anyone's interested, you can go to her website and get the tuning for every song, and they're all over the place. Wow. Um, her sense of rhythm on the guitar is different than anyone else's.
0: I would agree with that.
1: You know, so it's just incredible, like her groove and her rhythm, and then the lyrics.
0: So it's 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 not just the lyrics. You, you're. you're it's not just the lyrics. Her, her, her yeah. groove as well.
1: The groove. This album. I mean, Jocko, This is when they. She had already recorded the record, I think, when they met. So she brought him in to play on like four songs. Right. And it's, it's incredible. Some of the greatest bass playing ever. Um, Larry Carlton's guitar on uh, Amelia mm-hmm. is mind-blowing. So to me as a guitar player, like thinking about effects and everything, I was always really into David Gilmore.
0: Right. but yeah, yeah and,
1: then, cool. and then I got into like to start hearing this Larry Carlton and changed the whole idea of what you could make a guitar sound like.
0: Awesome. awesome. So it's all,
1: it's all that. It's the lyrics.
0: Yeah. Lyrics, groove, style. Um,
1: I... Yeah. The, the actual song, "Hajira," the title cut, that's my, my number one song ever, ever.
0: Really? Yeah. That, that's a statement here. Yeah. I love it. Uh, give me your reason why.
1: Um, I mean, I, I found a couple lines. I made some notes
0: okay good she just came would. in here with like a, a pages of notes
1: I'm, I'm sure she would i'm sure she would so there's this one uh white this is one i remember sean phillips our drummer mm-hmm. from little sister i remember being yeah. in a van and him quoting this to me like like dude listen to what she's saying so it says white flags of winter chimneys wave truce against the moon in the mirrors of a modern bank from the window of a hotel room so you can picture like being yeah. in a hotel right like i it. the big glass building you know like yeah. that kind of stuff and then my my favorite is where it says i know no one's going to show me everything we all come and go unknown each so du- deep and superficial between the forceps and the stone that's like one of my favorite lines ever
0: because you always Force hear like the stone you
1: always hear b- between the womb and the tomb right
0: yeah, yeah yeah.
1: that's like the kind of the classic line so i figured that she was able to spin that line forceps and the stone that's pretty
0: yeah pretty. That, that's that's killer um yeah, I need to. I, I I guess I just need to hang out with you and listen to this album. Because
1: yeah, I mean, she just
0: or just Johnny in, in general. She
1: just like kind of floats above this level, above where the regular humans are. I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You know, I, uh, that, that's what. What else do you have to say about this album?
1: Um, I think that covers. It. I mean, I could. I don't want to like go through song by song. I could. But I know we got some other, <laughs> we got some other ones to talk about. I think I think Jocko's playing is incredible. I right. think the song uh, "Black Crow" is a brilliant piece of art because it's singing about the black crow and everything about her guitar and the lyrics like swoop like the bird. You can really like feel what she's saying and how she's playing. Okay. Like it's kind of a it's kind of a giant art concept. That I don't think I don't think there's really anyone else that can like put the lyrics and the melody, and the chords, and the feeling, like so together. It feels it feels like a painting, you know?
0: Um, that's such an awesome way to describe music, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, being a songwriter, this is one of the things that I also appreciated of your choices, is they're all songwriters. Yeah. So from Bob Dylan to James McMurtry to Joni Mitchell to uh, Sly to Jeff Buckley, yeah. they're writing their songs, you know? <laughs> I've, I've got these other people that are going because they just like to like, Grace Potter, she writes her songs, but, you know, uh, who else? I mean, uh, you know, uh, there are others, uh, other artists that have been chosen and, and albums that have been chosen that are not songwriters. Yeah, it was,
1: I mean, it was interesting players. to me when I was choosing the songs. I was like, oh, I didn't pick any of kind of guitar players. I didn't right. pick any jazz records. Yeah, you know, I didn't pick any Led Zeppelin. It's It's hard for me to, but I know if I really only had five, it's the songwriters ultimately.
0: Yeah. That's that's what I want. Well, that's hear. and uh, that's that's killer. Yeah, you know. And then you've got the whole. Uh, yes, I'm. I, I, I And I appreciate that because I, being a songwriter as well, uh, just got out of the studio. By the way. Yeah,
1: I saw that today. Yeah. How's got, it
0: going? Good. Uh, yes, it's great. it's great. The tracks are rough. We still have a final mix down. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I'll pass it over to you if you want to give some feedback yeah, on, on that. Definitely. Um, it's, it's basically called honky rock. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) pressed on vinyl. So first side is gonna be honky tonk. Flip it over, it's full on rock and roll. So awesome, awesome. Just kind of, you know, we've been playing it at Jenny's little Longhorn for like five years now. Every every month for happy hour. So we've got a whole honky tonk set, and I've been writing honky tonk songs. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll pass that along to you. I'd like to get your feedback. Okay, Jeff Buckley. This was an album that my is an album that my wife thinks is just insanely awesome. And it's starting to grow on me. I used to go, oh, what is his like voice? And, you know, oh. and I was like, <laughs> uh, but you know, after sitting down and listening to it with my headphones on, I was like, Oh, okay. I get it now. And okay. um, I can
1: definitely I can tell you the story of this one. Okay. Let's hear
0: it. 1994. It's his only studio album. Died in the Mississippi going, yes. going for a swim when he was living in Memphis. Yes. So
1: 1994, I was playing at Steamboat and Billy white, who was kind of one of my heroes at the time was like, dude, you have to go see Jeff Buckley. He's playing at the electric lounge. And then uh, Sean McCarthy from ugly Americans was the other guy telling me that,
0: uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Like, you,
1: you gotta go see this. And I was kind of on the fence about it. I didn't really, I still did not really go to a lot of shows.
0: Right.
1: And, uh, I had just met my wife. So my girlfriend at the time, uh-huh. real briefly. So it felt pretty weird to go running off to a show by myself. Um, but I saw a video on the Austin Music Network for one of the songs and I was like, ah, it's kind of Zeppelin. I'll go see it. So I go to the electric lounge and it starts off um it starts off just like the record Mojo Pen, where it's ah, ah. Mm-hmm. and I don't know if you remember the electric lounge, but yeah, I like it's it just got dead quiet like in seconds.
0: You know? Absolutely. I remember
1: at some at some point. Like a minute into it, someone hit a pool ball and there was like this oh, you this audible gasp. And I was like, oh, how could you do it? What are you doing? But so, well, I, you know, for the next hour, I mean, I think it, halfway through the speakers went out and they just turned the monitors around and i it just blew me away. Like i would awesome. never seen anything like that. So, of course, I went and bought the record at Waterloo the next day. And it's all I talked about for <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still I'm still talking about it you know it just i think at the time, i guess i was uh twenty five ish yeah so I was totally consumed with art and the idea of romance, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. passion, like all the stuff that I was thinking about, and this guy to me, just personified like with his voice and his music like all so much passion, so much beauty, like the lyrics are super romantic.
0: Uh, no doubt. So you, I love the fact that you said, so yeah, it kind of sounds Zepp, Zeppelin because
1: I feel like it's the only music that took like the cool stuff that Jimmy page did, like physical graffiti kind of Jimmy page. He's the only person that's taken it any further. I don't think anyone else has ever really done that.
0: Okay. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I Did notice that there's been quite a few people that have you know remarked about how epic not only this album but great uh, just um Jeff Buckley is. Um, one of them is Robert Plant, uh, another one is um uh Brad Pitt, and he talks about it how um it, it he writes songs like they're like you, you would write a movie in the sense yeah, that yeah. there's visual you know well and they are aspects to it, yeah,
1: they are, yeah. and they just get to this giant emotional peak all the time. I know?
0: didn't think about that. And that's a, that's a really good point.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's one thing I love. Like his, the bridges <laughs> of his songs, like always arc up, like they just get so intense and they just build and they build up to a point where you think they can't build anymore. And it's like, he's got always got like another level. And because of his voice, like he has no voice, there's no vocal in it. So anything yeah. he wants to do, he can always take his voice to that next level. with yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> he's very Robert Plant. Yeah. And uh, here, here's my favorite quote of anybody talking about uh, Jeff Buckley uh, and this album. David Bowie said, it is one of his top 10 Desert Island records, <laughs> which is perfect for this podcast, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a good, that's, I'm that's, a good company. That's, <laughs> that is how uh, I first came up with this idea for Plastics, what you oh, think nice. of Desert Island, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's also one of the most perfect sounding records. Yeah, it's, like the, the sound is insane. Like it's so good
0: yeah i I agree you know um and you know that this is something that i didn't get at that at that point in my life and then now going back and listening to it i'm like oh okay i i do understand why people freak out over this yeah so
1: i mean the drumming matt johnson on the drums like the drums are incredible like they go with them the string arrangements are amazing you know
0: yeah, no, I, I, I like if you're going to if you're only
1: going to make one record, it's a pretty good
0: one to do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah no, um, I, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. So what, what else? What else about this album? Yeah. Or, do you want to talk about Jeff Buckley or, or talk to me? Uh,
1: um, I mean, I just kind of made some some song. I don't know. I mostly just wrote about uh, feels like Zeppelin. Definitely sounds like Zeppelin. And then there's some uh, classic lines. I guess this one's kind of a. Oh, one thing's cool. Gary Lucas mm-hmm. was listening on the first song. It comes in with all these weird little backwards guitars. He's like, Me-me-me-me. like, what, like, what the fuck is that? So I was just looking at the credits today, and he just had the credit for magical Guitarness on the first couple of magical, songs. Magical and I was like, I was like, that's what it is. It's a magical Guitarness. But just all the songs, uh, Lilac Wine. I was kind of like What I heard, mm-hmm. actually heard Nina Simone
0: right yeah yeah, yeah. And that's
1: and that's how i found out about her let's do okay, that song. really i was wow. like no he just he just totally ripped her off he just, <laughs> he just he just copied her song um and the song's so real i love where it gets and i was just teaching this to a 16 year old girl either i just i would say she's kind of a genius guitar yeah. player and bass player music writer and she i was helping her write a song and she was like i'm trying to create that you know like that moment and so real where it just Everything just goes like ape shit, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Just like blah, feedback, and he's like, I love you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I, like, that's, I was like,
1: I don't know how to tell you to do that. I
0: don't, yeah, I do don't, I don't, I was like, think I can. yeah, that's.
1: And then uh, the song Eternal Life to me is one of the like most rocking songs ever. Yeah, like maybe the most. I mean, it's that song is hard, and the way. Like hearing the stuff in the headphones, I hear that the bass is like double tracked. Right. So you have like a clean bass and then the super distorted bass. Yep. It's just one of the most rocking.
0: It's just awesome. No doubt. No doubt. His
1: vocals just like, he's just going nuts. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. His vocals are insane. I mean, I I mean, when you really, especially when you put the headphones on. Yeah. they, They gotta be good headphones too. But you know, it's like you get so much more out of it. You get to hear yeah. the panning. You get to hear everything that's going oh, yeah. on, and what they did for the production and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, um, yeah.
0: but yeah, so right on.
1: Yeah. that was a That was definitely a game changer when that when I heard that.
0: Okay, I, I haven't heard
1: nothing nothing good since <laughs> that one. <good. laughs>
0: nothing, nothing that good, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, what about let's talk about Sly and the Family Stone. Now this. All right i have not listened to this album in a long time and this record was just killer their sixth studio life. record um <laughs> 1973 yeah. you know um final album to reach top 10 yeah. Yeah. Uh, of their last three records and they all went to number one yeah. um i know that, that rolling stone ranked it in 2003 the number uh 186 um all time album out of the far five hundred, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, and it was written and produced by by Sly. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, and so, you- so 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 I just wanted to say, not Jeff Buckley, but the Johnny Mitchell. There was an engineer, but she's credited as producing that okay. record. So I I did notice when I was going through the records that four out of the five records were produced by the artist. I thought so. that was pr- pretty interesting.
0: That is pretty interesting. We just used a producer for our record. Um, out, uh, Pat Mansky in, at The Zone. He yeah. does a lot of work with Ray Wiley Hubbard and Jeff Blankenhorn. They're,
1: they're very helpful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, he had some killer ideas. And so yeah. I mean, it's just nice yeah. to have that, you know. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to assume you know Sly's real name. So,
1: yes. I was thinking like Sylvester. <laughs> which, which, if you already heard the music, right, you could say that's funky. Yeah. So hey, that's the that. story That's funky. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> but I'm
1: sure I'm sure growing up it didn't feel, I mean, I don't know, but.
0: Yeah. Um, I also read that uh, he kept the masters. Uh, right, yeah, he
1: kept working on the albums. He
0: just kept on working on them. Yeah, yeah. It, like in 1991, they released a new one on CD, like of, of all the different takes of it. And then, right. So I, yeah,
1: I, I listed the album on Spotify and it just immediately, it goes through the first yeah. album and then it just starts going through the alternate takes.
0: That's exactly what uh, the I did. first
1: time I was just like, what, what? And then I read about it today. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but he's just so sexy, you know. You want me to stay? Oh, know, it's just, it's just. There's
1: nothing like it. I mean, there, you know, there's so much great funk music, so but to me, to me, horns, like, that the bass. horns are awesome. The bass. I was trying to figure out because I was like, oh, Larry Graham, but it's not Larry Graham. Mm-mm. It's uh, ooh, give me Russ something
0: so I
1: mean a lot of it's sly so that's what I was trying to figure out
0: well so but here's the deal Rusty uh, Allen but
1: it, so he gets the credit for a lot of it but I don't think he did it all so I don't
0: well so the, here's my take um, I need horns in my band I, I need at least a saxophone
1: you need those horns <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah I need those players for sure uh, Yeah, but I, I would love to have a sax player in my band Well I, what about Pike Sutton and, and Patrice are you guys going to get horns hmm. no
1: no, I love horns in other people's
0: music. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. i played with horn sections a couple
1: of times. It's super fun, but...
0: Not for you. It's
1: not my thing. Okay. Which is funny because I love it. I love it in other music. And I'm sure it would be awesome.
0: I just, yeah, I'll you know. tell you what it reminds me of when I was listening to it, of this band. Uh, I forget the name of the band. Um, but when I was living in Boulder, I would go see him at the Fox Theater. Um, which is where uh, actually, I hung out with you and Patrice when you yeah, guys came to town yeah. that one summer when I was out right. there.
1: Best venue in the world, yeah. Where it was, uh, I, <laughs> Is it still there. It was, I don't even know, I don't know if it's still there. I was trying yeah. to figure it out the other day because I was thinking about it. Man, the sure, it, sure, was if, it, awesome.
0: if it closes down, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. I love that place. Um, yeah, yeah, and so hey, okay, so uh, <laughs> I love this. Um, so. The background uh, vocals, the, the girls that are singing, were originally the Heavenly Tones. And uh, Sly hired them directly out of high school to play with them. And do you know what their name was? I do. Little Sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so t- I still don't know the, the, the real story behind why Little Sister had to change their name.
1: Or some other little sister, but not that I little know, sister. I, it if now. it would have been that little sister, it would have been like,
0: please. Please. <laughs> I, sue me, I'm, sue me. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: But we knew that at the time. We, we were like, oh, we had seen, not when we came up with the name, but later on, we saw yeah. that it had been like his, like I just said backup band, it didn't say that it was the backup singers at that time. and Right. So we were like, what's the backup band? Family that Stone. That's. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, we had to change our name, but that's good. It should yeah. just be them.
0: Yeah. So um, you know, want me to stay? Que sera, sera. Hello. Um, I mean, I mean, there's so many. I mean, and he so, so like many, everyone. Uh, he, uh, yeah, the everyday people. That's not on this album, but I mean, yeah. he was he was. I mean, he was he was deep, and he was very you know proactive um, when it comes to you know rights and. Uh, yeah, I just, just freaking dug it, man. Well, but I mean,
1: it's so. Just all the syncopation of the instruments and the horns and the vocals. So many horns. I mean, to me, it's just, it's just like the, it's, it's the funkiest thing there is. And when my wife heard that I was going to do this, she was like, oh, you got to put that record on because you fucking play it. <laughs> I've no, played enough not. over the last 25 years where she kind of makes her crazy.
0: Wow. It's kind
1: of like, my oh, it's Friday. I got to keep yeah. going.
0: <laughs> gotta give him a phone In call <laughs>
1: it's just that's the one and and i just i don't listen to very much funk anymore but still like my go-to
0: yeah
1: and then and then i mean I, he's obviously like fucked up yeah he was yeah you know? and you can hear it yeah like he, he sounds so like raw and ragged
0: yeah and just like, raspy
1: and just but still just so like on it
0: yeah totally man <laughs> um Loved it, man. It was, it was, uh, it's just like, especially on like, you know, I, I think probably the most well-known song on this album is, you know, if you want me to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that is just like that. That's just a classic song. And it is, it is so many other ones too, you know, uh, everyday people were there. Some other ones that he has, but anyway.
1: Yeah. Sing a simple song. That's, that's tied for me for within time for like the funky song, but I was just for this today. I was to it. I mean, I used to it, like, pretty recently. I used to it a couple of days ago. But today, I listened to it. Like, I don't know. There's so many. I mean, every song, thankful and thoughtful, they're just like,
0: let me have it all. Yeah,
1: they're just, like, funky. funky. Frisky. (laughs) Yeah, that one's hilarious. (laughs) Like I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't get it. I was kind of reading through the lyrics today because I don't pay as much attention. Like, I hear a bunch with Sly. Yeah, And I just catch pieces and that's the way I like it. Like I know. not yeah,
0: you know, I mean, that's kind it's of, not,
1: it's not, a lot of it's about the delivery of the lyric.
0: Oh no, no. The attitude. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it, that's definitely it. And you know, that's how, like when I first started writing music, I was, you know, I was a terrible guitar player and I was writing this music and I was just like, no man, it just, yeah, it, it's the music. It's not the lyrics. And then, and then after I matured, I realized that the lyrics are probably the most important thing that you're going to do. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. You know, that's what, that's what a, song, a, a true awesome songwriter is considered that, but mainly because they have these incredible lyrics. Yeah. You know, uh, Ryan Adams, my favorite lyric by Ryan, Ryan Adams. I think he's an epic songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, light bulb. Oh, no, sunset is just a, a light bulb burning out. I was just like, oh, hi, hi. You know, yeah, yeah, that's I a good one. Want, you know, I mean. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I mean, and Bobby McGee, Chris says, uh, I'll trade all of my tomorrows for one single yesterday. I was yeah. just, I, I get chills when I yeah, yeah, say yeah. it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Where, why, why don't I have those? It I did, mean,
1: that's what I was talking when we were texting. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and quote lyrics because when I do, it makes me get, you know, <laughs> well, as I was just thinking about some of the lyrics, like it makes me so emotional yeah you know so it's like I if i start to say them I'm just like, oh, as it oh, should it's, though. it's so amazing
0: <laughs> yeah i know right it's so good yeah
1: the um, great ones are great
0: yeah sure. so yeah let's talk about another like insanely legendary known as the the one of the greatest songwriters ever um and it's another guy that i hate to admit but and i've tried many many times to get into him and his name is you could say it with me Bob dylan. bob dylan yeah okay uh, yeah, it's uh, hard to
1: say that yeah i what's he gonna say here he's not I, I, gonna say bob dylan yeah well,
0: i know i know isn't that crazy that it's like here yeah, i know I, I, yeah, a lot of people that are say that you know I, but, mean, I mean here he is right he's this, this got is what i'll the, say one of, the, one of the worst voices i've ever heard in my entire life
1: no yeah that's no, the delivery it's the delivery okay the he's one of my very favorite singers of all time like he delivers awesome. the word. He delivers the words, like he delivers it.
0: So it sounds like you and I need to get together and listen to Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah man. I need somebody to explain to me why I don't freak out over these guys.
1: I don't, Yeah. I would, yeah. I would like to spend that time with you. Uh,
0: okay. It's a date. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. so talk to me about this. Not no, you know, i uh, this album is, is <laughs> like, it, it's been voted like top 100 albums of all time. Um, it's just, it's like a classic, a super classic.
1: Yeah, I guess this one, like I liked a lot of Bob Dylan. I didn't know all the Bob Dylan, you know, I knew like "Tangled Up in Blue" just from the radio and stuff like that. Yeah. But I remember I was going with my friend uh, Stephen Barron. You know Stephen?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We were gonna go to Vegas to see The Dead, and I wasn't really like a fan of The Dead, but it just sounded like a really fun time, and it, it was.
0: I was gonna say, <laughs>
1: but I, it uh, was it sure. was it was awesome. We <laughs> had a good time. At Vegas.
0: Uh, I think I was there that year.
1: They played like three days. Traffic was opening, uh, which was awesome.
0: Uh huh. Yes, traffic. I mean, Steve Linwood, come on. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was incredible. But on the drive up there, we were just, you know, obviously listening to music like we always did. And he played Blood on the Tracks, and I just kept listening. And then finally, he like pulled out, like I thought it was like a mixtape.
0: Okay. And I was just
1: like, I was like, dude, are you telling me
0: <laughs> he was that,
1: like, all these songs are on one album? And he was like, yeah. "Yeah, man. Yeah, man." Steven. So I know you know. Obviously, read a bunch of history about it and that kind of stuff. But so I just these are like just you know some of the greatest songs. My favorite Dylan song is not on here, but most of them are. What's that? Uh, "Visions of Johanna." Okay. That's my tied for my first favorite song. Second, second. favorite song of all time. Well, that one in "Hajira," whichever one I'm listening to is my favorite song
0: okay fair
1: enough Ajara is the record Blood on the Tracks is right up there Um, something I love about this record is more lately and I really thought about this the next day like I've listened to this so much I really could have put the new Bob Dylan record in my top five really because I feel like I have 30 years of listening yeah to listen to that like I've like I know this one so well and I love that album so much and I feel like I would love it for another 30 years and there's so many listens to and cover all yeah. the stuff, everything that's in it, you know.
0: No doubt. Well, I mean, clearly, this one was written about um, his ex wife
1: breakup, yeah, and, and all
0: the shit that he went Divorce. through with her. Um, uh, but t- talk he to denies him. it. Okay, he, I know. Well, actually, he does, and then he mentions it later on in life. He's, he starts talking about, well, yeah, that was about the blah blah blah. He, he yeah. kind of references yeah, it. You can't,
1: yeah, you can't trust anything he says, like in an interview. I
0: know. He's always, I don't
1: believe it. Yeah. Which is great.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm on it. I don't really need to know what he means. Yeah,
0: I just <laughs> I like well. to know, but
1: but yeah. Um, so I love uh, the song "Lily Rosemary and the Jack of Hearts."
0: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's a song at, at uh, my wise old age of 51. When I'm walking through the neighborhood, listening yeah. to music, that's a song that I keep coming back to. You. Like whenever that song pops in my playlist, like I just okay. love it. I love it. And at the, I think when I first listened to the record, it was one that didn't really stick with me. It's just such a great story. Like, it's so great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and I was
1: and I was kind of reading up and all these people trying to like, oh, what does it mean? What did it do? I'm just like, it's just a, it's a story. It's a great story. It doesn't mean anything other than it's like one of the great, greatest Westerns you never saw.
0: Uh, yeah. So you know, that's how I feel about it. So also the, one of the favorite, my favorite quotes that I read about this album was Stephen Stills. And he said, well, you know, he's, he's a pretty good songwriter, but He's not not really a musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with that. But, hey man. <laughs>
1: but I, man, I, I love Bob Dylan's voice. Like, I love it. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I feel like without Bob Dylan's voice, you don't have Jimi Hendrix. Because, R- really? I mean, the voice. Like, he totally copied Bob Dylan's singing style. And he makes it sound cooler. But he definitely copied, like, the way he throws away the words and Ooh, yeah. yeah
0: i mean that's uh, okay i, I never thought know, about that's, it that, that
1: way. that's a whole that's a whole style thing but i love it and i you know i think about on this album i mean there's so many so many great lines
0: let's hear them which ones do you like
1: this is my favorite and I, I feel like this is one of the most ferocious lines ever okay you know but it, when it says you're an idiot babe well, it says? idiot wind blowing every time you move your teeth you're an idiot, babe. It's a wonder that you still know how to breathe. Man. To me. It's, Dude, it's a wonder that. <laughs> yeah, you know how to breathe. Like, he just gets so nasty. Like, I, I love it. I love, like, his Highway 61 voice. Like, I love the way he draws the vowels out. Right. I think it's awesome. I, 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 I believe every word that he, and when he's singing, like, low, I believe that. And when he's singing, like, angry, I believe that.
0: I love Nashville Skyline, too, a lot yeah that's one of the records that like lay lady lay, lay that was on my jukebox as a kid
1: oh uh, yeah that's was, that was definitely my my kid song did you yeah. see you didn't see the rolling thunder movie or, I I, think it was, it's been a while and i
0: think i was a little the bit one that just
1: one came out I, I don't know if that's what it's called the one that just came out like a year ago it was about the yeah, tour. Yeah, no, I, the,
0: I, I remember when it came out i, was like, I gotta watch that and
1: yeah when he does icarus it. on there to me it's like one of
0: the it's like, a johnny Mitchell song right no, it's his song. It's his song, okay.
1: Icarus, and then he's doing like the—it's a crazy song. There's not very many rhymes.
0: Okay, yeah. And yeah.
1: it's just—it's some of the most swag I've ever seen in my life.
0: I need to go listen. I
1: just—I just think Bob is kind of like the. Sw- to me, puts, to me, there's, there's nobody cooler than Bob.
0: Puts the swag and swagger. Yeah. All right.
1: And like I love on his new record when he's—he's he's, I am the best. Best of the last, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> like it, it's I almost. I haven't listened to the last album.
1: Oh man, it's so good. And then it's almost, like, there's one scene where it's almost like a hip hop. Okay. Where he's just like, I'm, I'm the motherfucker.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, yes, oh, you.
0: Man, are. yo. And and
1: until you know, nobody's proven him wrong. Well, now I love Willie's new record, but I thought when when Bob Dylan put out his new record, I was like, well, if there's anyone alive that can write that good, like, prove it. Yeah. Put it out there. Oh, like okay. what you got. Bob's still the best.
0: Still the best. He's
1: still leading the way.
0: Right on. Okay. Now, I think though that
1: Did You get this one right. Oh, go ahead.
0: The, right, so, can we move on? Because I want to talk about okay. your last album. Okay. Um, so, I, album. I, I do too I now. Read, I, I do this. too. It This is, I mean, crazy good. Um And I've I've never listened to you know. I've heard stuff on the radio from James McMurtry. Oh man! But um, and you know, I I remember seeing him down at the Continental Club, drunk yeah. off his ass at the end of the bar, um, and you know, kind of you know wondering who this guy was, and you know, I'm just yeah, his vocals, you know, it's kind of, but I always knew that he had this insane ability to enunciate his words. Okay, that's, that's oh man, he does. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you can ever like. Here, james McMurtry and not believe
0: yeah I mean, like he just
1: i mean he just he sings speaks with such authority
0: yeah you yeah. know it was again you know he got his uh, uh, he got the name of the album when they were driving they, they had yeah. to pick a different route to get to chicago from bloomington <laughs> and he thought it was a church and it was actually a school yeah and, but he wrote the song saint mary of the woods that way yeah. but you yeah, know what a love, great what a great song <laughs> i love i love um how vivid his observations are um yeah. you know of rural life and uh uh drug makers and crack and meth and yeah. all that shit you know and uh yeah when I,
1: when I was out and i was telling you when i'm making that record with my my producer friend bill palmer we were we're both like huge mcmurtry fans so we were listening to that stuff so you know he writes a lot of lyrics there. They're in first person, but they're in a character.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah.
1: yeah. And we were, and, and my friend just—he was like, "Man, he's so empathetic." So like you're talking about that he writes this rural life. He's so empathetic, writing as, as he is that character.
0: Right. Oh, that's yeah. that's a great insight. I love that. That's pretty deep. Yeah. Super deep. Um.
1: I think- Again, he he produced it.
0: Yeah. Which yeah, I which did. I didn't know yes he did he did this is like the first one he did produce
1: yeah and it's it's killer
0: he had like like
1: i love the first song where it comes in there and so mm, the drums are like killer you have the guitar like, like just that's I mean, not that all these records like the first song
0: the guitar but the guitar it's like, tone, man, something's about to happen his his guitar tone and again david grissom played on, on this album a lot yeah steven um, yeah, Stephen Bruton or a yeah. ball played on it too. Yeah. Um, but like on past judgment and red dress, and oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, uh, red dress. Uh, I don't know if it's Grissom or McMurtry getting that tone, but it's. I don't know.
1: That's all. I was just in my headphones. Like yeah. it's all so good.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, but it's, and it's so chunky and just like it nasty. Is. And, and just the like, grooves, brrr. and
1: the grooves, they're just, they're killer. It's, I was laughing because I was telling a friend of mine. Well, I think I put this on Facebook. I was like, I was picking my songs.
0: <laughs>
1: and, when, and I was like, oh, I didn't pick any guitar players because I didn't pick, you know, I didn't pick Electric yeah. Lady Land or Santana or Zeppelin. Right. But then I was like, oh man, these are like really my favorite guitar players though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. McMurtry, I mean, his acoustic playing is, it's insane. And, and electric too. But like when he's just playing guitar and singing, I mean, there's no one that can play like, like he's so good.
0: Yeah, one of the lines, and that's in not even was,
1: counting the songs. You
0: know, <laughs> yeah. w- w- I forget which song it was, but he says, Uh, pass judgment if you dare, see if any of us care. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's on the Lobo Town, I think.
0: Is that Lobo Town? So and I then- wrote about
1: that Super Bad Jam. One of the yeah. most rocking fist pumpers. I call these kind of songs fist pumpers, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know and exactly. Then, what that is. And that
1: one's like, man, the guitar, like, it's just killing. That song is so good. rocking. So and so good. Raw. And yeah. then,
0: but, you know, I mean, I feel it that, you know.
1: And that one, Pass judgment,
0: since, if you dare, see if any of us care. That is so the Lester Bangs and Gunnar Woodson uh, yeah. philosophy <laughs> of what rock and roll is.
1: Mine is uh, Sipping Crowns, Smoking lyric. Weed.
0: Yeah, fuck you. Unhog's I don't care what you think cooking speed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. said, Yeah, man. Oh, That's like man. a whole part of America. I don't even know about. I didn't just, know about when this album came
0: out. And when he when he wrote Choctaw Bingo, he was like talking about he said, This is the, I I wrote this because I was driving, you know,
1: 69, yeah, man. Yeah, I know that 69. you know that road? Uh because yeah. we and we played in, in Oklahoma and Fayetteville, Arkansas. Like we took that trip. So the first time I heard that song, I was like, Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I so knew said, all was a, it was a writing exercise. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, he was, I, get, and I and when you go listen to Choctaw Dust you're like, Oh, okay. This could just, definitely be a red. He's just getting it all in
1: there. But I mean, there's so many great lines. And, oh,
0: I mean, you know. that's like that's got to yeah. be his most famous song. I
1: mean, yeah, and the, and the Ruth Ann and Linda part, you know, that's that might be like one of the baddest rock moments of all time.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. so good. S- so good,
1: S- Sister Twistin'
0: yeah you know that's it's, a shit. Um, yeah what What else man Did I, I just I, I really dug this and this is it made me realize that I live in Austin and he yeah. is here and there's, all the time he plays all the time here yeah I just wish he didn't play so late
1: that's man I know I'm such an old
0: we're getting old well
1: man, man a great thing is like with the whole live stream stuff like his live streams uh, the first couple were a little rough like you yeah. so he was kinda of, uh, trying to figure it out. But the last few that I've seen, I mean, they're I've never seen Jason Mercury bad. Wow. He's, he's one of the very few people I can never I can say he's it's been everything I want it to be every single time. Live. Okay. And then this and this record, man, just it is the guitars, the sound. Like I was amazed when I saw that he produced it.
0: Yeah, no, no. Yes, I know that. It's like, I mean Mellencamp, John Mellencamp produced his first two. because what was it because he was on set with his dad for i guess it was lonesome dove or something like that and uh john was writing so i don't know what it was but he got to give him a demo of something so then he got to produce his first record. and that's cool
1: i was i was thinking this is how i found about uh found out about mcmurtry was when he put his first record out i think my dad bought it just because he was Larry mcmurtry's son (laughs) so like i got in the truck and it was in the cassette player yeah and I just, I remember that song, pain by Numbers. And I just, I listened mm-hmm. to that album and I was just like, oh man, love this. Yeah. And so I've, cool, I've been right? a fan. You know, when was that? Like, I don't know, 88, 99, something
0: like that. I don't know.
1: It's been a long, know. I've loved him the whole time.
0: Yeah, he's, he's so good. Um, I do have a funny story to tell you though. Um, Give it to me. What do you got? So Daryl Phillips, who I love, I used to go smoke weed with him and watch Batman cartoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh we were both. I've done guys. a little bit of that. <laughs> anyway, Darryl- um, I was in Wichita and I was going to see um Dwayne du- Dwayne Almond was uh was playing at the, this club called Barley Corns. And um Cyril Neville the Cyril Neville brotherhood was also royal royal brother yeah yeah yeah, Royal that one and um so I walked in I did I was like oh sweet I get to see Dwayne Allman and Cyril Neville play this is gonna be killer and then all of a sudden I see Daryl sitting there up on stage with his bass I was like hey dude and I was (laughs) this guy who didn't really know me very well and uh, I went up to him sort of you know gave him a high five and everything and he comes up to this guy he's the CIO of this company and he says he goes this guy is Awesome. He used to come up to me at shows down in Austin and give me a joint. It was like the size of my finger, and it said, "This is a one man joint" written on the side of it. And I was like, <laughs> "Classic, classic." <laughs> oh, dear, I love that guy, man. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. Okay. Um, all right. So, listen, I, I need to make sure that everybody out there knows. Well, I, first of all, I want to talk about the album you did with Bill Palmer. Um, okay so talk to me about it i forget who it, you know who it was it was jay styles was telling me about it he said that you you're recently doing when are you going to put that out um i'm hoping it's getting mastered right now okay
1: and i am on my own schedule so I'm, it's probably going to be pretty fast
0: and what's i not i'm not
1: it's going to be called the blue worm
0: the blue worm
1: and All i'll right. give you a story if you want okay want so it. a couple of years ago i had my kids in big bend and Bill is married to this really pretty girl, Stephanie, and they were playing a show at the Starlight Theater in Trilingual. So I took my kids to see them and meet them because they're Mm -hmm. really, really great people. And they had like these matching knives, which are pretty cool. Yeah. And Stephanie was telling me that she'd been taking like a Filipino knife fighting, like self defense. So she was telling me her favorite, her favorite moves. So the last one she showed me was like where you take the knife across the belly and spill the guts. That was called the Blue Worm.
0: The Blue Worm move?
1: And I was like, I'm going to call my record the Blue Worm.
0: Yeah, the Blue Worm. I was like, It's a Filipino knife move.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to spill the guts. I just thought that was a great name for it. So I knew I had a name for the record before I had any songs or any idea how we were going to do it. But I really wanted to work with Bill. Like, I knew I wanted to, like, he's just awesome. He's a great songwriter. We just get along great. So I called him when the COVID started and I was like, Hey man, is there any way we can meet up in the desert and record a record? There you go. Which I didn't really know. And he was like, yeah. He was like, we can rent the church in Trilingua. If you call them, it's like a hundred bucks a day. And he would use it. So we went out there and we rented the church and recorded in there. How many days? Four days. Four days. And then he's got some land up like 10 acres just right outside of town. So we would record all day and then we would go, Hang out, you know, for hours. It was full moon. We planned to do it under full moon because nice. he said, that's how Neil Young did it. And I was like, sounds and it gets, good to me. It gets people sounds crazy. good to
0: me. It's it my wife.
1: i listen to music and we would, you know, stay up and sleep in our cars. Like we weren't even like really tanning. We were just,
0: yeah.
1: I wake up, I'd go hike in the morning, let him sleep. Then we'd go jump in the river, to kind of semi-wash ourselves.
0: Yeah. You know, that's the, that's that's pop.
1: it was epic. Dude, it was epic. The whole, it was amazing.
0: Uh, well, I cannot wait to listen to that album. I, I, I'm pretty excited. It's, it's pretty good, I think. <laughs> I bet. I, I bet it is. Well, I I I really dug your. Uh, I I just actually I didn't even realize you you, you released that other album. Uh, was you did it in, like '96? I think it was. Uh, walking disaster. No, walking
1: right, disaster. Yeah, maybe 2006.
0: Yeah. Okay. it's cool. been a long, been a long time ago. Yeah. And what about Wayne's donkey? Whatever happened there?
1: Uh, that was the first one.
0: Yeah. Okay. I had
1: to, I had a little band for a minute. Okay. So I was kind of revolving. I think the first incarnation had like Johnny Vogel singing and Schniz, Charles Reacher.
0: Uh, I got pretty lucky. Yeah. I always found some pretty
1: good people to jam with me.
0: Charles, actually when I was um, in, I had like a, the, my, my very first band ever. And um, he recorded us nice. at his house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's where I made the Heart of the Donkey.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah, that guy's insane. Um, but um, yeah. moment of silence for him.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I was thinking about it today because uh, on the Hagar album, there's a album, Amelia, the song Amelia. Yep. So one of the lines is, "I pull into the Cactus Stream Motel." Mm-hmm. So that my first side band that I had with little sister was Cactus Stream Motel. Okay. With uh, Rob Hooper and Brian Walsh and and Charles Reiser.
0: Oh wow! Okay, Yeah, cool. I was
1: thinking about the day.
0: Yeah, it just made me think of Charles. I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. It's, yeah. Um, but okay. So, and also, so you're today, I Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, so today you're playing. Uh, are you playing? I mean, of course, you're not playing out right now. But, um, what's the plan once you release this? Is it going to be? Do you have a band that you're going to put together? Well, it's. I
1: mean. I don't know. There's a couple of people that I would use, but it's mostly an acoustic record. So there's electric okay. guitar in a little bit. And then Bill and I both played some bass and percussion. All right. So most likely it would be, if I was going to play out, it would be with like Steve Bernal and John Bush. Okay. Something like that. Cool. Maybe another, maybe another guitar player.
0: Uh, cool. All right. I like that
1: guy Will Owen Gage a lot. He can do it, but Who? I don't know him. Will? Is it Will Owen Gage? I don't know him. He, he's
0: good. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know him either. Does I'm just he ha, like, does he have I'm just like, face? man, that guy would be awesome. <laughs> does he have any good Filipino knife moves?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't met him yet. Sounds
0: like he must. I'll find out. <laughs> uh, okay, so you got that. So no real other stuff other than that for you right now. Yeah, um, just trying
1: to try to get together and write with Patrice. We're doing yeah. together tomorrow actually for the first time to write and
0: like pike and stuff.
1: Couple years, yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah. I like I it. Get, I like hang it. Hang out a lot.
1: outside. And do what we can.
0: You are playing with Pike Sutton as well as the Patrice Pike band. Anybody else you're playing with here in town?
1: No, I've kind of cut down to that because I'm teaching. And you like teaching? I do.
0: That's cool. I I think think it's, I that's
1: a little I stressful think. right now. trying to figure out the different scenarios, but I still like it. I you like know, teaching kids music. It's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, that's one of the things I wish I had done. There's like three things I wish I had done earlier in my life. One of them was to actually... Take piano seriously when my parents made me take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Learn to surf hard. earlier and, and take Spanish serious. If I did right that, my life would be completely different. Yes. Um. Yes. So for yeah. Me. Yeah. So um, where do they find you online? Do you have your own website? Official I do website?
1: not. I do not have my own official website at the moment. Okay. So so website wise, like Pike and Sutton.
0: Okay. Pike and Sutton. I do, I
1: do most of my uh, noise making on Facebook.
0: What about like Instagram, Facebook?
1: I have an Instagram, and I every, every now and then I pop a picture on there. Okay. I spend most of my time on Facebook because I'm old.
0: Uh, so, me, too. me too. So
1: I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, before this record comes out, I may. I may build a website for. It's
0: not I hard. Didn't really,
1: I didn't have the reason to do it for until now.
0: It's not hard. I mean, Bandzoogle what are I use wicks there's square space there's, there's a bunch of yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah I so
1: i I probably will end up doing that just to because i need one if i want to put the record out yes sir you do i'm really just mostly interested in the writing of the record
0: there you go i mean and the fact
1: that i the fact that i was able to record it during covid is like a, it is a christmas blessing. Yeah. christmas miracle <laughs>
0: heck yeah it is no yeah i mean when i was going to be so did you ever hear about campfire gathering no
1: I well i did
0: So I heard about it, but epic lineup, shaky graves, Sway Valley Hubbard, white denim, Margo price, Delta spirit, Robert Ellis,
1: um,
0: adult camp for, excuse me, summer camp for adults. Nice. Adult music lovers high dollar ticket but food drink everything I was I was the camp counselor for it so I was like the MC. I was the, the face of every of all the yeah. things because my friend Josh Duke was um he's he, he's kind of an introvert and he doesn't like to be in front of a camera or anything and I'm like yeah, that's yeah. what I do uh what I love to do so I was doing that so I was taking you know time off of, of, off of my day job so that I could actually do that in the south by southwest and then COVID yeah. came in and crushed everything yeah, that's yes. right when it hit yeah yeah. And um, we were trying to put, push it through but we couldn't do it. So I took the week off work and I, I basically said I'm going to I'm going to sit down every morning and for Monday through Friday I'm going to write two songs a day. Nice. And you know when you try to do that it doesn't always work a, that well. Yeah, that's a lot. But, you know, you got to write some shit to have some good stuff. Yeah so. yeah yeah. Yeah, but, two's a lot. But actually <laughs> three or four of them actually are going on the new record. So they nice. actually turned out good. So that's, I'm excited about that. So COVID that's awesome. was kind of good for me a little bit. It made me write some good stuff, but
1: yeah, I had the same experience, but I was only writing one a week, but yeah, they start yeah. to, they start to stack up.
0: They they do, you know, But the thing is, there's writing exercises you can do, blah, 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 all that stuff. But um, you know, I just don't, I, I never, I don't have the discipline to do it every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a lot I, I mean, I think once a week for me is perfect. Yeah. I feel like when my week time comes up, and I don't really know what I'm gonna write about, and I just go and i I really like almost all the songs on the new record are from there, and I've got cool. another re- records worth like I like them
0: nice they're, awesome. they're not like
1: they're not like junk songs like they're I feel like they're pretty good crafty okay. we're just trying to get better gunner
0: crafty, she's just my type. He's crafty. Um, okay. Well, Hey man, I have anything else you want to say, say to the, 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 the worldwide interweb.
1: No, just listen to music, listen to songwriters.
0: Yeah, no joke. That's yeah. All man, to say. I, yeah you, you can't have a, you can't have a band unless you have songs. That's right. So, That's right. all right, Wayne, this was a blast. I love, yeah, this is, uh, this is, I love talking to people, especially when they get into it. And I I, I say, thank you to you for, actually taking this seriously and taking notes and, and oh, yeah. actually doing this because it, it really does make the conversation just like so much. I mean, just like night and day difference. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, to, yeah
1: I can't wait to listen to some more. Like I enjoy Patrice's. So yeah. I definitely the, want to hear some more. Kevin McKinney. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, dude, that, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm awesome. take him to the moon. That's where everybody's going to be <laughs> in a couple years.
0: <laughs> oh, he's classic, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I'm uh, doing uh, next week. I'm recording um, Mike Flan again
1: oh wow i like to hear
0: that yeah and i'm hoping that uh um, uh, i know that that joe Abels is talking about he, he's he'll do it and then uh, oh, that would so be cool i think cool. chris layton's gonna do it too wow so i'm, I'm starting to get, get some, some big day. dogs yeah. yeah well that's what i want man you know it's like that's, that's awesome so it's you know and actually just fyi this is the 20th episode i do it every right week and i start right year, and this is number 20 you're epic you're, you're all right epic. i feel fancy <laughs> all right wayne thanks a lot brother I. <laughs> thanks brother you're you doing this this is man episode. thank you so much it was great yeah all right wow uh so great catching up with wayne uh we've got quite a bit of history and i still see him play downtown at the saxon least with patrice or pike and sutton pike and sutton um at least when COVID's not kicking our asses. If you got the gumption, head over to thebiggunshow.com and check out what my band is up to these days. You can also catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all with the handle of The Big Gun Show Band. That's the on the beginning and band on the end. And when COVID stops rearing its ugly head, leaves us alone, our most consistent gig is our monthly residency at the Little Longhorn Saloon here in Austin, Texas. AKA Jenny's Home of Chicken Chip Bingo. We play the happy hour of the first Friday of every month. Um, bring Grandma. She'll have a blast. I'll be back in two weeks, and then two every other week after that. So close your eyes. You're stranded in a field outside of Marfa. What five records do you have? That'll never ever see you again. That'll never ever be.